This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm Super Vegan Brian, and I'm joined by Chrissy Smurferica. Hola. David Theobald III. Hey, everybody. And we have a very special guest with us today, one of my old friends from the Supernatural Live Watch and one of our Patreon patrons, Holly Mack, is here with us today. Hey, Holly. Hey, Welcome and um, I've mentioned you on the podcast a couple of times, um, mm-hmm. but um, for those who don't remember what a year and a half ago when I did that, um, please tell everybody who you are. Uh, I am Holly from Wisconsin, otherwise known as one fifth of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast. <laughs> oh, what uh, could you guys possibly talk about? We talk all things nerdy, <laughs> be it from Doctor Who. Game of Thrones, Supernatural, a little bit, um, just a little. The bit. Marvel Universe, kind of hit and miss. And if we don't have a topic, we can we pull actors from a hat. And then Fandom Christmas, which is if there's any big cons, we talk about the news that goes down. <laughs> and you guys have a catchphrase about tangents that yes. I've used. What is that? <laughs> tangents and squeak continues. Well, our tangents are somebody will mention something, and we'll get off our main topic and then somebody will mention something that'll bring it back to the original topic. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. Okay. I love the mm-hmm. tangents and squee. That's, yes. That really explains most nerdy podcasts. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. And, and listening to, to this, um, I may be on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad you're stuck now. So. Uh, okay. I've, I've I've brought up the idea of getting one of us as a guest on their show, but um, Holly's there since they're in they're more time zones spread out than we are. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. That physically possible? Yeah, we do Skype because <laughs> there's one person, uh, there's two of us in. No, I am the only one in Central. The other two are Eastern, and then we have one in Mountain. Okay, they're more spread out. Yeah, but they there's are. less gap. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of us are Pacific, except for you. <laughs> Literally all of you are Pacific, except I for I will me. make sure Holly is in touch with you, Erica. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm yeah. asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we're going to talk about music and media today. Um, and I could talk about that forever. 
But first... But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they've done, and then we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system to see who wins. And Holly, as our guest, you get to go first. Okay, well, my nerdy thing this week is I recently switched phones, so I had to download, redownload apps. Completely forgot I'm big into Doctor Who, big finish. Forgot I needed to download that app and forgot I had pre-ordered some stuff way in the past. Yeah, went to look at current stuff. I have a whole buttload of Torchwood audiobooks to sit and listen to. Oh, so, yay, but... Oh boy. <laughs> That's not a terrible problem to have. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Holly, I have a question for you, and I know the answer to this, but just because I know some listeners might not, what is Doctor Who Big Finish stuff? Doctor Who Big Finish stuff are audio adventures with the surviving cast members, and it's scripted. There's music, you get the sound effects. They've, um, the fifth, oh, wow, that's neat. sixth, seventh, Eighth Doctor have done stuff. They've brought in um, River Song. They're going to be doing a Missy Chronicles. They're done Torchwood. I mean, you name it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's really cool. They're, the library that they have is just immense. It's, pardon the pun, TARDIS size. <laughs> and they're <laughs> continually expanding. <laughs> that was a well-placed TARDIS. Yes. <laughs> Good. David, what was nerdy with you this week? Oh, uh, let's see. We play. Oh, my uh, my players in my fifth ed game on Tuesdays leveled up to level two. So woo! Nice. Yeah, they're smack dab in the middle of the uh, water deep dragon heist, and uh, yeah, they seem to be loving it so far. Like I said, they just hit level two, so it's the first time many of them have ever gotten to level a character. Oh, it's, by the way, by the way, you inspired me, and I bought that so that I can run it. It's fun, isn't it? Well, okay, okay, so maybe not, I don't know. So I bought it because I'm either going to play it or run it. Okay. And I haven't decided yet, so the book is on my nightstand, and I just stare at it every night, depend, de- like debating within myself if I'm going to open it and read it, because if I do that, then I am committed to running it. At least so. once, but the question then becomes is, do you enjoy the game simply for the mechanics in the book? Because I find, I find games that uh, even if you already know how it's going to run, with someone else running it and with a different group as the party, different things happen. And that's one of the best things about the idea is it's different every time. Yes, but I cannot, I don't have the ability to not meta. Okay. And I, have and I a know lot that about myself. <laughs> I have a lot of experience with uh, Pathfinder Society running games and playing in them. That That's not a problem for me. I have no problem not yeah. being overly meta with players. But uh, Erica, how about you? What was nerdy with you this last couple of weeks? Oh, uh, I did something super cool that I never thought I was going to do. So we went to uh, the, a water park. Uh, last weekend, uh, my father-in-law was uh, being promoted to the state commander of the VFW. So it was Ooh, a pretty congratulations. big deal. Yeah, it was yes, a really big awesome. deal. Um, and so they had the thing up at a, a place called Kalahari Water Park. And uh, so we went and uh, stayed there for three girl days, and the girls played in the water, and I played in the water. 
But on our last night there, my mother-in-law took the girls and told my husband and I, go have some fun. So they had this big arcade. Inside the arcade, they had VR, like the whole, like, get up thing. Um, And so we did that, and we co-opted a zombie killing game. And... It was a lot of fun. And I know that sounds like not super exciting, but I get really bad motion sickness. So I really thought that I wasn't going to be able to do it at all. Um, But I gave it a shot anyway. And it it was weird because once I was in it and I like stopped trying to hold on to what was around me, I didn't get sick at all. So it was a lot of fun. And we killed lots of zombies. Very cool. Oh, that's fantastic. How did you personally do Oh, I I did very, very well. I'm a better shot than my husband is. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you, you have know. to aim up or were the zombies short? Oh, oh damn. Well, the fun part that of VR, the fun part of VR is that it doesn't go by how tall you are. You're a character in a game. So there wasn't really any discrepancy. But I appreciate the short joke. Thank you. <laughs> Were they fast-moving zombies or slow-moving zombies? Both. They both. It was a game called Arizona Sunrise or something like that. Huh. Yeah, they had both in there. So it was, it was pretty cool. So, Brian, what about you? What was your nerdy thing this week? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I because, bet you are. Because Free RPG Day just happened. Yeah, I And I was there. I did not miss it this year. And it was glorious. I went to Red Castle Games in Southeast Portland, and I had a fantastic game run by a guy named Ted. I played Blades in the Dark, and I fell in love with this game. I immediately bought it, and I've been digging on Roll20 trying to find a game, and I think I got one for Sundays. Nice. It is a narrative-based game. Um, The setting is a Victorian post-cataclysmic steampunk setting. Um, the date range is like 1870s and there was this big cataclysm. Um, the world used to be a a fantasy world and this big cataclysm caused ghosts and demons to just roam the earth and cause the earth free reign. So there's this city called Duskval that has a lightning wall around it that protects the people from the ghosts and the demons. Huh? But because you're in this like enclosed city that you can't leave crime is crazy and you play a member of a crew of criminals that goes on scores it's oceans 11 in steampunk victorian london i think i've actually heard of this nice it was a kickstarter a while back it is such a cool game i i've i dug around i went on there um i went on the official um discord and found I found a game. I found a guy who's ready to host a game specifically to teach me how to GM the game. Nice. Nice. And I've been reading the book like crazy. Um, I want to run this so bad. I think this would be a more um, appropriate game to do a podcast let's play for because it's so easy to make characters. Okay. Um, I'm and down. one of my favorite <laughs> things about the game is two elements. One, the crew has a character sheet. Love it. In mm-hmm. addition to the individual players. Mm. And two... There's a flashback mechanic. Oh. I totally want to play this now. So whatever you want to GM. Yeah, let me know. Let's do this shit. I'll I'll send you guys the SRD so you can check it out. Sounds good. Yeah. It's an open it's an open GL game. So yeah, it 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 I I fell in love. And then after that I played another demo for a game. And I don't want to say anything 
overly negative. I just want to say that this game wasn't for me. Um, it's a game called Monster Hearts 2, and it's Twilight the Game. Oh, God. It wasn't uh, specifically uh. Twilight the Game, but the premise of the game is that you're teenage monsters, and it's a melodrama game. Oh, my God. I played a demonic version of Cordelia from Buffy, and I <laughs> and I messed with everybody, and um, near the end, when I was right near the end, I just decided to make the best of it and have as much fun as possible, and right at the end of the game, we were investigating a murder, and I told everybody, I said, well, I'm leaving. I don't need to be, and walked away, and the GM asked me, well, what do you do? And I go, I go to a bar and have sex with some guy and kill him. <laughs> and... Everybody looked at me with their jaws dropped, and I looked at everybody and went, well, we're playing monsters, right? <laughs> Makes sense to me. Oh, that's good. That's good. But it really wasn't my type of game. I, I did download the game and read it, and um, I could see where it would be a really cool game for people to play. Um, it's a specifically queer-centric game. It explores a lot of really cool things like changes in the body and dealing with being an, a misfit and outcast and stuff. So it's it's a very, very cool, very okay. sex positive game. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I don't want to disparage the game in any way. So, yeah. So if you if that sounds interesting to you, check out Monster Hearts 2 and I'm going to shout out to it. Um, I'm not giving a negative re review because I could see everybody was having fun and even I had fun, but I probably won't be playing it again. Um, so now we're on to voting and, I mean, um, you need Holly, to explain, uh, Mike Myler's patented widget system, sir. I, I barely have to because Holly is a listener. She's a patron. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm so me? not used to having people come on here that have actually listened to the show. <laughs> I know it, it, isn't it weird when we bring listeners on and make them, make them, um, guest hosts. I know, you right? Wanna, you want to hear I, something hilarious talking about not listening to the show? Mm. Um, so before this, I jumped on and I did a collaboration with uh, a gentleman named Rob, um, that Brian, it was in that, uh, collab message thing. Oh, yes, yes. How'd that go? Right? Oh, 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 okay. So, well, I think. Okay. <laughs> it's how I'm going to describe it. Cool. Because, because he apparently only listened to one episode before he reached out to Brian and ask Brian to get involved. And mm. apparently that is an episode in which I am not on. Oh. Um, so he so was unprepared. He, he was vastly unprepared. Gotcha. And we were talking about some of the Pokemon. And like one of them was like the Alolan Executor. And he's like, I just don't know how it could be a dragon type. It's like, because like it's a palm tree that gets bigger. Mm -hmm. And like. I don't know if you know, but anyways, I was like, I have an idea. What? Because it's essentially Hawaii, Pokemon's Hawaii. Right. I was like, a Dragonite went over there and like, like masturbated all over. <laughs> he, he 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 was unprepared for his first Erica experience. He was vastly unprepared all over an executor, and then they mutated. Oh <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm very happy that you shared that because you are going to get bonus votes, I am sure. <laughs> so, so what, what I'm saying is it's lovely oh, to wow. have somebody on that actually yeah, listens. That's awesome. 
And um, no, nothing against Rob. He's great, and he had a lot of fun, and he wants to do another episode. He said it was probably one of the best ones he's done, and he really enjoyed it. But it just, I think that there was like an initial like, what the fuck is happening moment. Uh, and then he laughed hysterically a lot. So, oh my God. He's probably coming across so nice and polite at the beginning, and he just didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he just heard how petite and sweet you sound, and then oh. you started talking. That's the reason why we call you Kirsty Smurf. Yeah, well, there's a, there's funny. a. Uh, because there's... he asked me how he should introduce me, and I thought he had listened to the podcast a lot. And I was like, oh, just Kirsty Smurf would be fine. And he's like, what? And I was like, Kirsty Smurf, Erica, you can just the whole thing. It's fine. And he's like, oh, okay. And he, it, and I was like, why does he think that's weird? <laughs> and then later I. <laughs> Oh my god. So anyways, uh, Holly, it's lovely to have somebody that listens. So Oh boy, how did Holly, you have get... five widgets. Where yep. would you like to place them? Oh boy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's see. We're going to go two to Dave. Yay. Two to Erica. And Brian, oh. you get the last one. So Dave. Yep. Right. Sorry. Okay. So uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get Dave, five. Stop, stop. Uh, Erica gets four of them because, <laughs> goddamn, and then uh, Holly gets one. So yay! That works. Thank you, thank you. Um, I am gonna have to say, uh, Holly, I love it when I find out that I have like a bunch of stuff that I forgot about that I can now dive into. Mm. So you're gonna get two, and then uh, Brian, uh. You're going to run a game for us so you get the other three. <laughs> Yay! Right with future GM with widgets. Well, yes. I am going to give two to Erica because goddamn. <laughs> and I am going to give three to myself um, because I want to win. But you know what person. happened, though? Erica won. Anyway. Yay! Yay! Because I can't do math, apparently. <laughs> I get, I get, I give Brian my negative widget. <laughs> Yay! I have all the widgets. Yay. So I'm gonna send you the new designer widgets. Um, they're not designed by anyone. They will actually redesign your entire house. Oh. Oh, right. those are out of prototype phase. Okay, cool. Yeah, we finished those. Except they're dis- they. I created them in Portland, so they're all hipsters. Oh, okay. Well, as long as they don't start fires anymore. That might still be a problem. <laughs> well, we'll work through it. I have insurance. Okay. I'm working <laughs> on getting <laughs> I'm working on getting access to the widgets from the evil version of our podcast, Ooh. and we'll see how they behave. Considering how unruly ours are, theirs theirs might be well behaved. You never know. You never That's know. True. Either yeah. that or they just use baby parts <laughs> because they're the evil version of us. Oh my god. Oh Lord. <laughs> so, um, speaking of baby parts, we're going to talk <laughs> about a music soundtrack nice today. <laughs> Somehow that fucking makes sense, everybody. Wow. Okay. Um. Sure. We'll go with that. We're going to talk about music and media. Um, are we? TV, are we really? Yes, we are. Um, TV and film. 
Um, we can talk about masturbation some more. I thought that was last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, you guys are so unruly today. I feel like I'm hurting cats. Um, so we did an episode on music a while back. Sorry. And okay. when I was a kid, the majority of my music CDs were soundtracks. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought music and media would be a good topic, even though Erica just wanted to talk about David Bowie. And I didn't want to talk about David Bowie for an hour and a half. I mean, an hour and a half isn't that long to talk about David Bowie. It would be listening to you talking about David Bowie for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It would be, it, it's very similar, like, if we did an entire episode on Fight Club. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, right. the music in Fight Club is pretty Oh, I didn't put that on my movie list, but I definitely <laughs> will. That was a dust run. <laughs> so, um, Holly, you go first. Why okay. do you think soundtracks are important in film and TV? Oh, why I think they're important. They draw you in a little bit more to make that connection, especially if it's a song that you've heard before or like, it gets more meaning. I mean, for example, Supernatural, every single time finale, when you hear Carry On My Wayward Son, every single time now I hear it on the radio, that's what I think about. <laughs> it's it true. So I can't ingrained. I can't divorce that song from that show. No, right. neither neither can I. That That's one that was on my list, too, of things like, because... because at one point, and I think it was like during like season, was it season two or three? They put that song in the beginning. I can't remember. But but I was at work one day and I was just like humming the song in my head and like I couldn't get it out of my head. And I was like, where is that from? And like I knew like that, like, but I knew I had like associated it with like a show or something. And I got I got home and um, I asked my husband, and he was like, it's from the Supernatural show you keep watching. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. But that was, like, a while ago, long time ago. So, David. Yeah. Um, I think uh, music is another element of a show that keeps you drawn in. It brings, It causes excitement. It helps set a mood. Uh, a lot of times, especially like horror movies and stuff are really good at it. They're able to accentuate the moods and the feelings that they're going for with the music they play. And I, a lot of times it's they're, the people they hire to do that are really, really good. Other times they're not. And it's hilarious. Uh, Erica, what are you, uh, what, what are your thoughts here? Well, no, I, I think you're right. It creates a, a mood and a flow to whatever media you're looking at. I mean, that's why, you know, when when you're watching a movie, if you've ever watched a movie, even if it's like, because they have them online, like a really good movie and the actors are fucking amazing and they take that <laughs> fucking music soundtrack off, it, it takes you out of the moment because the music allows you to feel. I mean, music is, it's primal. Literally every culture in the world has some type of music and ha always has, whether it's just drumming or whatever it is. So music is something that is just it's a very primal part of that that evokes that emotion. So I think I mean, it's just I just don't think media would be the same, you know, without it. So, I mean, we hum tunes and TV and commercials, even fucking commercials, will hum like the little ditties from the commercials. And it's just, it's just such a part of who we are as, as humanity. So, mm -hmm. Brian, what about you? I think that 
I can do it by example how important music is to film. Now, we've all seen the movie Legend. Yes. Do you know the no. originals with um, Legend with uh, Tom Cruise and Tim Curry? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like the Will Smith Legend. No, no, no. no that was I Am, I Am Legend. Legend. Oh, sorry. Uh, the original Legend was scored by Duran Duran, and they changed it. Yep. Can yep. you imagine what that movie would have been like with Duran Duran music playing in the background? It either would have been a lot more popular or nowhere near as popular. Or it would have been yeah. amazingly better. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It would have been a Never lot more know. popular been a lot worse. Um, I think music creates the feel of a movie. I think with like um, if you didn't have the kind of music that was in Guardians of the Galaxy, that movie would like if that movie was scored by like John Williams. Oh it would God. not have been anything like it was. And the music mm-hmm. played an important role in the movie because it was it was Peter's connection to Earth and his mother. Mm-hmm. And you got reminded about that over and over again through the movie <coughs> to the point where you were more affected by the music because of the plot and the and you were more affected by the plot because of the music. Perfect sound design in a movie. I mean, Absolutely it was also an epic soundtrack. soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> well, um, soundtrack. Oh, man. Perfect. And then yes. you start going oh. into things like scores, like um, music creates a memory in a movie, like oh, I, Star I, Wars. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was going to say Star Wars. Yeah. I, to to yeah. this day, I still maintain that Duel of the Fates is the finest piece of music ever written for a movie. And to this day, I can't hear... Um, I can hear um, Flight of the Valkyries without thinking about helicopters. Oh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. What of movie Apocalypse is that from? Now. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Ah. It's also from the Dresden Files because yes. they did it in the book. Yes. <laughs> yes. You Dresden yes. Files fan, Holly? Yes. Yes. Hey. I'm going back through and rereading. Did you guys see on Twitter that he has finished yes. up oh my, talks? Oh my god, yes. I you did. Want, no, no, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear what you said, Holly, because David was too excited. David, calm down. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Jim Butcher has finally finished book 16. Fuck yeah! Uh-huh. November, Jesus. I heard? November, uh, December? I, uh, I, uh, last I heard, now, he didn't have any- now James Marsters just has to narrate it. Yes. By the way, I finally did listen to Stormfront narrated by James Marsters. And it was good. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I got it in the library. Yeah, once, once you hear him narrate as Harry, like you can't unfucking hear it. Yep. It was just so perfect. So it's a very different tone than I expected. And I want to hear what he's like in more of the wild and crazy stuff, like the parkour <laughs> thing. I want to know what parkour <laughs> is like with parkour. James Marsters. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, so back good. to the topic. So, yes, topic. Yeah. Holly. Yes. I, I'm going to, and, and I know the answer to this question. God, I know the answer to this question. <clears throat> what TV show had the best music? Oh, boy. Push comes shut. <laughs> mash uh, sorry i had to <laughs> i like mash but there wasn't a whole lot of i'm, I'm not be... asking theme song i'm asking no. soundtrack soundtrack um, it's got to be supernatural it uh, is hands yeah. down i mean opening from season six exile on main street when that alarm clock went off and bob <laughs> beautiful loser came on i'm just like not that many people know that Bob Seger song. Yeah. Because I'm just like, okay, that fits the, the one that comes ties in with it, Traveling Man, that fits 
another Bob Seger song I'm hoping that they use. You'll have to look it up and listen to it. It's called Famous Final Scene. Some of those lyrics fit Dean. It's just like, okay, the hits just keep, <laughs> I mean, Renegade from Styx. Oh, yeah. No, no. You can just skip me at this point. That was my exact that was my exact answer. No. Like, like super. Yeah, no, that was it. Supernatural from from season one has perfectly placed in old school rock and roll mm-hmm. perfectly within the show. And I in besides the writing and the acting's really good and the stories are great, you know, I feel like that is that is what has pushed them to the point they are at now is mm-hmm. just this perfect balance of action and comedy and music and acting and story. You just you just feel like you're part of the supernatural family. Mm-hmm. I well, am too. I think to, um, I just want to say real quick, this is a season 14. No spoiler zone. Because yep. I'm sure not everyone here has seen the finale. Mm-hmm. But Thousands Holly, you've seen the finale, right? Yes, I have. And holy shit, that Motorhead song. Yeah. And I mean, the writers, when they pick <clears> the <throat> songs, they're also picking along with the lyrics to make it fit. Sometimes some shows, they'll just toss a song in there to have it in there with no meaning. This is what I like. <laughs> that yeah. was some big, giant Belt, unmuted belch I just heard in the background. Oh, sorry. Everybody say congratulations to whoever did that. <laughs> I that was me. That was me. Thank you. I hit That's mute right. on my Yeti mic. All right. Hey, Brian, I I, I guarantee you're not going to be able to guess which TV, which is my favorite. I guarantee you won't be able to guess it. I'm going to guess. I don't know what kind of TV you watch. Um, <laughs> so let's just say something far, far out there. Um, oh, 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 oh. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Okay, mine now. Okay. Without, without giving it away. So Erica says Twin Peaks. I'm going to say that harpsichord music from Murder, She Wrote. Well, that's a good one, but no. No. My, uh, oh, go ahead, Holly. Uh, my guess is going to be the theremin music from old school Doctor Who. Close, close. No, mine's actually from a Japanese television show. It's uh, the uh, the the music and opening to uh, Cowboy Bebop by Yoko Kano. I agree. Oh yeah, that's good. So one of the best one of the best TV show that. soundtracks ever um, was written by the uh, the great famous Japanese mu- musician uh, Yoko Kano. She wrote can you the hear theme me? song. Yes, mm-hmm. I can. Okay, so my mute button doesn't work. That's good to know. So she wrote Use the main theme song, Skyrim. all of the uh, all of the music throughout the show, the ending theme song. It was great. And it's a wonderful soundtrack. It's one of those shows where once you've listened to the, the theme song, you just hear it in places and instantly know what it is. <laughs> uh, the theme song is called Tank. You can look it up on YouTube. I highly suggest you do. It's a great song, great show. If you're a fan of anime at all, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, While you're movie, on Cowboy yeah. Bebop, Yep. Um, what are some other? I, I'm not real. I've I've seen some Cowboy Bebop, so I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. But what are yeah. some other anime music that really s- sticks out there? Um, I'm not up on a lot of the new stuff, so I have no idea about things from the last few years. Most of we're my stuff all, is from the we're all early old. 2000s and in late 90s. But I was a big fan of all the mu- the music that was written in Evangelion was really good. Uh, all the orchestral stuff and the the God choirs and. David's old too. Yeah, I'm gonna be 33 in like the month and a half. Okay, you're close to being old. All right. 
Yeah, yeah he's older than Anthony and, D- and Mikey. Yes, I am. <laughs> that must be why we get along so well, because because sometimes right? I'm like, God damn it, boys. Come on. <laughs> oh, especially when they're both on at the same time. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. I love them both, though. I really do love them. You, you talk about herding cats. <laughs> I'm right, getting well, close to the you darn kids get off my yard stage. <laughs> nah. well, uh, Erica, you said to skip you, so back yeah, to Big yeah. Brian. How about you? Back to Brian. Okay. Um, the most important soundtrack. So the be- the best music in a TV show. I've been so busy producing that. I'm I'm just going to say Smallville. Ooh. And you know okay. why I'm saying Smallville? Because Smallville oh, introduced... Yep. They introduced Zero as a band, which incredible Remy band. Zero. Remy Zero. And they introduced James Blunt to the music scene. They did, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, then. They played You're Beautiful when Lana and Clark were breaking up. No. And it was it, it made me tear up. And I, 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 I remember thinking, I need to find this song. This song is amazing. And then the radio ruined it for me. <laughs> they they'll yeah. do that. Um there was so many good songs. And and then um second to that, Buffy. I mean, I got mm-hmm. so much good choice of music from Buffy listening to Buffy. I bought all the soundtracks to Buffy. Yes. I got introduced to Biff Naked mm-hmm. by them. <laughs> The Sunday's cover of Wild Horses. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I, it took me a while to think about it, but yeah, oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff, and they always had these like brand new great bands. Blink One Eighty Two was in an episode because yeah. they'd be they'd be performing at the Bronze. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was an amazing part of that show. It's one of the really I cool things say. about Whedon and his influence and things. He was able to get bands like that. Well, it had a lot to do with Warner Brothers was pushing yeah. their record labels through their shows, and they were using their shows as way of pushing new albums to try to boost sales when internet piracy was killing music sales. Mm-hmm. A great way, great idea. Yeah. Um. So Holly, now we're going to yeah. go into intros. We talked about soundtracks. Mm-hmm. What is what's the best TV intro song? Supernatural doesn't really have one of those. No. You skipped one. Oh, Erica. Sorry. I, you know, I have this whole thing on who I'm supposed to chime in on, and it got thrown off by you getting skipped, so. No, no, I'm not saying you skipped me. You skipped a question. You skipped a question. What TV show had the best music? And then has any show introduced you to music? Oh, yeah, that's an important question. But first, let me ask you, Erica, what TV show had the best music? What TV show had the best music? Yeah, what other TV show that hasn't been mentioned yet had the best music? Oh, fuck. You make it or work. All right. I know. I know. I can't. I can't. I don't know. I agree with Smallville. I agree. I totally agree with Supernatural. It's one of my faves. I mean, I don't know. Am I forgetting something that you're like glaringly know that I should say or something? No, it's... I have no idea what you what you like with TV and music. Okay. I... Bullshit. The question is about your opinion. I don't understand why you're wanting someone else to answer about your opinion on because because we we we're kind of we talk a lot about this kind of stuff. So um, I'm tired. I've been up since five a.m. So welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything that hasn't been mentioned yet. So why don't you just scream it out at an inappropriate time when you think of one? I um, will do that. And then we'll we'll jump into Holly. Has any mm-hmm. sh- show introduced you to music? If so, what? 
Oh boy, I would have to say probably Buffy introduced me to some of those other little side bands that got me more into the checking out other bands or heck, even some of our actors that are on that on shows and they come up to conventions and they've done their own band. For example, like David Duchovny. David Duchovny. James Marsters, Ghost of the Robot, has a band. Um, uh, Rob Benedict has his band. Um, For those who aren't good with names, Rob Benedict played God or Chuck on Mm -hmm. Supernatural. Yeah. And, oh, shoot. That's late, early, late night, early morning. Oh, band's name is on the tip of my tongue right now. You can also feel free to scream it out at an yes, inappropriate remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> just feel when you when you start to lose your train of thought, just ask David. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Dave, your turn. Um. Well, I mean, Wild and swing. I mean, That's well, it. Sorry. <laughs> perfect. Okay, Dave, you're good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. I mean, I haven't necessarily started. Li- I mean, okay, C Lab 2021 introduced me to MC Chris, but I'm a geek and that was geek core, nerd core back in 2005, 2006. Um, a hunger te- Aqua Team Hunger Force introduced me to MC Chris. Oh, the, oh, uh, MCP Pants? MCP yeah. Pants. Yep. But they actually, uh, they actually had his song Fet's Vet playing. In the background during uh, an episode of C Lab 2021. That's when I first heard Fet's Vet. It was amazing. What? Um. Who is MC Chris? MC Chris is a nerdcore music artist, famous for his songs about being a geek and doing geek things. And uh, yeah, that's all I really. I haven't done any research on him. I don't know much about him other than that's, that. That you just give your own personal introduction to him. Yeah, I don't know anything about him either, other than he's yeah. awesome and he's yeah. really funny. He really is. He's got a lot of YouTube videos of him just going on these epic rants about video games and random things that happen. It's uh, alongside his music, which is really good. And then you go back to Kingdom Hearts. Yep. <laughs> Played Resident Evil 2. Bitch, this ain't a cutscene. <laughs> you gotta save the president, president's daughter. Oh, uh, no, that was so good. Well, I feel uh, like Mikey's here, channeling right. through me. <laughs> uh, Erica, how about you? Um. So... When I was growing up, um, there was this thing called uh, MTV that actually played music videos. Wait, what? So um, when I think of music and being introduced to music, I think of MTV. I'm just saying. And this because is before the day at the Total Request Live. <laughs> yo, shit, yeah. It was just like a bunch of fucking videos back to back. You had no idea what was coming on next. Every now and again, oh, you'd be oh, like, wait. So this you're is about... being interrupted for MTV News. And this yes. guy, like... You're talking about MTV3, okay. No, I'm talking about <laughs> fucking MTV. I, I know. <laughs> I was being and a then, jerk. And then, at 9 o'clock at night, the music video stopped, and the weird fucking cartoons started. And yep. it was literally the best fucking thing, and they destroyed it. Besides so, Beavis and Butthead, you had Aeon Flux. <laughs> oh my god, I have Aeon yeah. Flux. Yeah, I love liquid, liquid television. Exactly. Yeah. Liquid and, television made me the man I am today. <laughs> that explains so much. Yes. 
Yes, and Max. Don't forget Max. I loved that one as well. Uh, so. One of their one of their unrated midnight movies, and they actually showed heavy metal once. It was the first time I got to see oh, that. Oh, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a trip. They when, you're, played, when you're 14, that was a trip. <laughs> that was a big fucking trip. So they played um, with Madonna. I don't know if anybody remembers this. Madonna yes. had a video that was too risque. I forget what it was called. You remember I think it was called? like a prayer, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It was... Um, oh, um, yeah. Justify it, My Love? I think it might have been Justify My Love. But, but essentially, she's having sex, but not sex. And there was, like, lesbians in there and shit in the music video. And MTV was not allowed to play it before, like, midnight. So before, like, midnight to 3 a.m. was the only time they could play this video. Huh. It, it was a big fucking deal at the time. So, so MTV, boom. There you go. All right. It was Justify My Love. It was Justify My yeah, Love. Yeah, it was, it was banned. Nice bull, Holly. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Sadomasochism, bisexuality, sa- bisexuality, and uh, androgyny on full display. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. I am quoting Hollywood Reporter. Yep. Brian. Brian, what about you? What TV show introduced you to music? Well, I was going to say Beavis and Butthead because I didn't know who Guar was before Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew who Guar was. I was going to say. Odin did. Well, yeah, but Odin's older than all of us combined. Odin made costumes for Guar costumes and played in a Guar cover band thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say House. Oh, yes. House introduced Mm -hmm. me to Massive Attack. I had never heard them before. Yeah. And I actually went and saw them live because of House, because I liked the song Teardrop so much and wanted Mm -hmm. to hear more of their stuff. Nice. Nice. Okay. I mean, I've got another one then. Absolutely. Oh, uh, Binging with Babish got me into Ratatat. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I actually like bought their album. I paid money for it. You know, we we often forget that YouTube YouTube counts. YouTube absolutely counts. That is TV now. Yeah, I guess yep. that's true. Yeah, in the world of the interwebs. So now we get to the question about intro songs. Okay, mm-hmm. Holly. Yes. Theme songs, intro songs, TV. Oh boy, I'm gonna go old school. WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That opening of just that static across the dial and then the intro and then knowing that you're going to get into this radio station hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. And uh, the Shout Factory has got almost all the music licensing straightened out with the exception of maybe like half a dozen songs. And I had, before my father had passed for Father's Day a couple of years prior, I had got him that box set. And we sat down oh, wow. and watched that. And every, and that this past Thanksgiving, we pulled out the turkey episode. <laughs> as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. That's good. That's good. That is good. It's one of the better holiday episodes. Yes. So that was my intro with a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I have a little bit of a tangent myself. I was a child. I grew up in the early 90s. All of you guys are older than me, so this might not have the same nostalgic pull for you. But there is only one theme song that comes to mind, 
and is a theme song that every child my age knows. And the utterance of two words will instantly get every single one of them to follow up with the next line and continue singing. And that is the theme song to DuckTales. Woohoo. Yes. <laughs> nice. I, I had that too. There can be only one. I had That's Duck- Highlander. Lander, yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> Fry. Um, uh, no, it's you, Erica. It's you, Erica. Erica. Oh. Well, Brian was saying something. I I was gonna. Oh look yes, at... he was. I was just saying woohoo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I Brian probably knows. Brian probably knows what this is gonna be, but do 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 do. X Files. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh I that... got it. Oh yeah, yep. I know you do. Mm-hmm. It it's uh I'm a huge X Files fan and. And I remember, like, the with the first time it aired, like, I pushed my brother off the TV to sit down and watch it. Like, I was like, you can just fuck right off. This is mine. I, mean, I have been waiting to watch this. Um, I was a little the, late to the party. The <laughs> I caught season theme. three. Oh, I'm sorry, Holly. That's okay, Brian. I caught it season three and then trying to catch up. Oh, back then, yeah, that was hard. You had to know somebody who had taped those puppies on VHS. Yeah, you did. That is I, re- I remember those days. <laughs> oh, no. You find a tape of something you didn't mind erasing. Yes. My, my follow-up to that, though, was Batman the Animated Series. Yes, that's yeah, a really a good, good one. one, too. That's, that's, that is by far the best Batman music, in my, in my okay. opinion. Okay, okay. I won't argue with you about it. <laughs> Ryan? Um, the best TV intro song has got to be I had one and I got thrown off. <laughs> by Sorry. No, actually, you know what? It's Stranger Things. Oh. Okay. That's I a think good one. I, I, I fell in love with it. I, I love the fact that they took that synth 80s feel from the movies and made something mm-hmm. brand new. That mm-hmm. totally catches your attention from the beginning of the show and gives you, if you're familiar with those 80s movies, you mm-hmm. know exactly what kind of show you're in for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just based on that theme. Yep. And then my second is um, Suicide is Painless. Yeah. Yep. For MASH. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Great, great theme. You know, they only ever play the lyrics in one episode of the TV show. The otherwise, you had to. Yep. I know it because I am a font of useless trivia because of my mother, who has told <laughs> me that. Oh, many, I know many every times. I know every verse. Mom of it. needs to go on Jeopardy. She would just fucking destroy them. If you ever get a chance to watch Jeopardy with with Brian's mom, it's it's lit- you literally she's not she's halfway fucking paying attention to the TV. <laughs> she's not even actually paying attention. And like they'll say something and she'll just like ra- ramble it off as she's typing on her laptop or something. It's the most amazing thing. And we're like, why don't you go on Jeopardy? And she's like, no. No, it's different. Trust me, I'm kind of the same way. We were playing Trivial Pursuit. Um, It was my mom, myself, Erica's mom, and my brother Matt. (laughs) And we were playing Trivial Pursuit. And basically the way the game went is my mom's turn. Question, 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 wedge. Question, 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 question. Sports, fail. My turn. Question, 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 wedge, question, question, sports, fail. 
Then Matt would get a question and get it wrong. Then Milton would get a couple questions and get it wrong. We played like this for a while before Matt said, I'm going to go in the other room and watch TV. Call me when it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Sadly, I've got that beat. I played a game of Star Wars Super Pursuit. Rolled, went first. No one else got a turn. Oh, did you did you did you get a perfect game? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> cool. Everybody was so over it at that point. I've never gotten to play it since. Yeah, that's how I feel when I play Scrabble with Brian. Like yeah. I even offered to let someone go first. It's like, no, no, we'll roll for it. I just rolled well. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I think if I taught you how to play Scrabble the way I play Scrabble, you would have more fun. Do you go for bingos? Do you go for seven le- or for uh, triple triple words? I go for two letter words. Oh, okay. I I I try to play against the board so the other person can't come up with combos. Mm-hmm. So it pisses everyone off because they I'm I'm getting. He's lots what of you call an play. asshole. Yeah, that's a real easy way to <laughs> yeah. piss off an entire room full of people. <laughs> And then I would, I, I would, because I could destroy all my friends and family at Scrabble, I would go to the library and play with the old ladies, and they would school me. <laughs> um, I want to share that Momo's favorite um, music theme from a show, and Momo's batting the keyboard to let me know to share it, is the <laughs> X-Files theme. Because cool. when I first got Momo, I was binging the X-Files, and when the theme played, she'd sit on my lap and purr. Aww. And because I just got her and she needed a safe place. Now, if I put the X-Files on, she will come on my lap. Sweet. She Aww. will hop up on my lap and start purring. That's adorable. That's adorable. So, Holly. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to I'm do that. No, I'm doing it. You were <laughs> okay. too slow. So, Holly, what's uh-huh. the best movie soundtrack and why? Oh, boy. Ooh, that's a good question. Okay. Uh, I am going to pass on the one that I'm gonna was gonna go with because I think you're gonna take it. So I'm gonna go with my other two top back. I'm gonna say Almost Famous. Oh, that is a good one. That's yeah. the quasi true life story of a journalist, right? A journalist from Rolling Stone about his life and all the music experiences that he had. Um, Cameron Crowe and. I mean, you've got anything from Elton John to The Who to Bowie. I mean, it's there. And my favorite scene and song is The Tiny Dancer and the character saying, hey, I got to go home. And um, Penny Lane saying, no, you are home. And it's just like, that's kind of how music kind of makes me feel like, okay, I'm living in the moment. But, you know, right now, this is comfort. This is home. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a really good answer. Um, I've got a couple of really good, uh, really good uh, uh, runners up for me. Um, the original Star Wars uh, soundtrack, uh, John Williams, is it, words. It's amazing. It's very well written. The songs are so iconic. It's amazing. Uh, more modern, I would have to say something um, akin to. Oh, gee, I was just thinking about this. Now my brain went blank. Uh, I hate when that happens. Guardians of the Galaxy. No, I mean that's a very good one. Yes, but uh, no, um, Highlander. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a kind of magic. Oh yeah, gotta love that's, it. Oh, yep. it's such a good soundtrack. And um, and yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of movies have a lot of really good music. They don't always hit it out of the park with every with every mm-hmm. track on a soundtrack, but yep. sometimes they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Erica, what's your favorite? And what do you think? Uh, why? 
My favorite, and I don't even know if anybody's really going to know this, Brian probably will, is uh, the 1996 Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Uh, Romeo plus Juliet? Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, like, when I think about, like, the 90s, I think about that soundtrack, because it's like they took the entire fucking decade... And they just, like, squished it into 12 songs. Oh, yeah, no, that movie is 90s as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not It's not that they're, like, the best 12 songs <laughs> in the 90s remotely. But it's, like, if you're trying to think of, like, each possible fucking genre that, like, said 90s, they, they fucking hit it. Like, Garbage, Everclear, Desiree, to be fair. To be Butthole fair. Surfers, Cardigans, I yeah. mean... That whole movie was the 90s as fuck, though. <laughs> it was, and it's amazing. It's still one of my favorite. I actually, oh, I love it. I, I it own that fun. soundtrack on vinyl. Erica, as soon as you said it, I immediately heard, I had a dream last night <laughs> in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Brian, what about you? Well, um... I've been thinking a lot about this when we're preparing for this episode, and there's so many good ones. I mean, Star Wars is one of the best. Back to the Future is one of the best. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, you know, there are so many movies out there, but I had to think back to my teenage years and what soundtracks I owned, which one got the most play. And I thought about it, and I thought, does it still stand today as my favorite soundtrack? The soundtrack to Mortal Kombat. you got well it's not just the theme i mean the utah saints did the theme on that soundtrack and it's amazing but you got napalm death you got george clinton featuring buckethead (laughs) and george clinton did a ton of stuff on that he did three different songs on the soundtrack to mortal Kombat: um gravity kills and grab I was actually introduced to Gravity Kills by yeah, that me soundtrack. too. Yep, me KMFDM, too. and I think that soundtrack has made me love EDM music and death metal. Okay, I'll give you that. It it I I remember how much play it got. I remember going to New York and visiting one of my old friends um, when I was a kid that I hadn't seen in a long time. So you know, we were both kids when we left. Like we were like eleven and twelve. And then I came back when he was like 16 and I was like 15 and he had big Napalm Death posters on his wall. And I was like, oh, my gosh, people actually listen to Napalm Death. I thought it was just on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. You learned so much about your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tracy Lords does a song on that soundtrack. Who? And everybody Who? just crickets. Wow. <laughs> Who? Who? Um, she was a porn star? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's and, why um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she and was we'll... also on um, MacGyver, Married with Children, Tales from the Crypt, Roseanne, Melrose Place, Profile, First Wave, Gilmore Girls, tons of stuff. She was on and Willing Highlander, Grace. the series. Oh, Highlander, the series. That's one episode, yep. Oh, her. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a big, like, sci-fi following. She's in a lot of sci-fi stuff. Um, cool. But, yeah, but she did a song on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, which makes it just amazing that someone like, <laughs> you get B-movie porn star actresses. Yeah, uh, so funny. Mortal Kombat soundtrack. It's I, And I stick with this. I mean, there there's probably musically better soundtracks, but soundtracks that had the most impact on me is that one. 
Um, I wanted to mention the Resident Evil soundtrack, too, because same director um, also got an amazing soundtrack that Trent Reznor produced. And that has some amazing stuff on it. So um, now we're did on. Did you know? Oh, I did not sure. know this. No, I did not know. Did you know that David Bowie toured with Nine Inch Nails for like like one tour? Oh, cool. No, Erica, not my sister has never told me about that a hundred thousand times. <laughs> How did I tell you about that a hundred thousand times? Because are are you afraid of Americans came out? No, and... no, no, no. I said they made that album together. You told I me about the tour. I didn't. I just found out they went on tour like like two weeks ago. Oh, then I'm sorry, and I knew that. And I never told you. <laughs> yes. I'm talking, I know we talked about the fucking album. I'm just saying, the tour, I did not know about. I'm really surprised that you didn't say Labyrinth. Um, okay, That was my so, honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, I love the Labyrinth, and I love Bowie because he is um, an alien that is a god um, and that somehow came here and then left, which makes me sad. But, um, no, I mean... It it's a wonderful soundtrack. I love it, but it's it's not my favoriteest soundtrack in the world. So sorry to shock you. It it really does. <laughs> um. All right. So we're on to what soundtracks have you owned, Holly? Oh boy. <laughs> this is a harder question. This is one I wasn't sure about putting on the outline. So if we want to go through this quickly, it, yeah, it's, it's I, fine. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. have to be a list. Yeah. I mean, Iron Man. The It's a Kind of Magic, Flash Gordon, Almost Famous, Pirate Radio, That Thing You Do, Blues Brothers, Eddie and the Cruiser, Streets of Fire, to name a few. <laughs> wow. David? I, I've got quite a list. Jeez. <laughs> um, I've, I've owned several. Um, I'm not ashamed to say I owned the Grease soundtrack at one point. Um, I've had I, I've owned the, mash, the soundtrack to MASH. Um, Jeez. Uh, oh, my uncle got bought me the soundtrack to Armageddon back in the day. Oh. Yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I didn't really buy all that many soundtracks, but... Uh, uh, I, I actually have quite a few soundtracks, and many of them that are, are my favorites. Um, one of my favorites is Batman Forever soundtrack. Um, Good one. Stigmata soundtrack. Um the Crow. I don't even know if many people remember the movie Stigmata. I know Brian does, but it, it was a very good movie, good soundtrack. And um, Tub Thumping is on that soundtrack. Yes. I and that. David no, it's Bowie not is on. Thumping. It's, it's the band that did Tub Thumping. What's uh, their Chumbawamba. name? Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba is on Chumbawamba. that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, David Bowie's on that soundtrack. There's a there's a lot of good shit on. Oh, uh, Remy Zero is on that soundtrack as well. Um, the Crow, which I have on vinyl. Uh, heavy metal, um, which I have on. Uh, he- heavy metal is a really good soundtrack. <laughs> it is a really fucking good soundtrack. I have it on vinyl. I was it was I was so so excited when I got that. Like I was like I didn't even know if this fucking existed on vinyl because it, it's not a reprint. <laughs> um, Ooh, original, nice. Yes, uh, Labyrinth. Both Guardians of the Galaxy, Dirty Dancing. I just picked up Bohemian Rhapsody Ooh, uh, from nice. the new movie and uh, Reality Bites. So those are just okay. some of my favorite. Nice. Brian? Um, all right. I didn't write them down, so let's go through the mental list. Mortal Kombat, 
Kill Bill Volume One, Kill Bill Volume Two. Okay. Um, Hackers. Yes. And that brought me into Elastica. I really like them. I got their album because of that out because of that soundtrack. Um, um, the um, Train Spotting. Yes, that's a good one too. Um, Tron Legacy. Oh, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. That was um, that was Daft Punk, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, damn! I completely forgot about it until right, right in this minute. I'll talk about it later. Go ahead. And I'm so glad we did this list because now I can talk about Fight Club's amazing soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> by the really Dust good. Brothers. Okay, technically, um, technically, uh, Interstellar, uh, Interstellar five 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 is an animated movie based around Daft Punk's Discovery album, which makes Discovery a soundtrack. And Discovery is one of the best <laughs> albums ever written by anybody. I don't care who you are. Um, my other favorite sound. Oh, oh, um, Queen of the Damned. Oh, that's a real. I can't. I can't believe I forgot that one. That's a really fucking good soundtrack too. Because they couldn't. Because Jonathan Davis did all the singing in the movie, but because of a conflict with his record label, they couldn't use his voice on the soundtrack. They couldn't record it for the soundtrack. So they got a different artist to do their take on his performance for every song. And it's yes. amazing. It's so uh, good. I Isn't that love... the one mom loved one of the songs on there? Um, I don't remember, but I will get into the thing that mom loved about a soundtrack. That's oh, okay. pretty amazing. Yeah. So, be- so my mom got really, really into Nightmare Before Christmas. And it had a lot to do with Erica. Yes. Um, because Erica took her to <laughs> see the special presentation at the El Capitan, and she'd never seen it before, and it became one of her favorite movies of all time, and now she collects stuff for it. Yeah, speaking of amazing soundtracks, I can't even, I, I can't believe I forgot that one. But I got to hear my very conservative Christian school teacher mom say, you know, I really like the Marilyn Manson versions of the songs from the from the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack much better than the original. <laughs> nice. Yes, it was it was pretty epic. That's it, for it's, sure. It's great. That's what we call winning. Um, there's there's a lot more. There's a lot of um the Spawn soundtrack. I own yeah. the Spawn soundtrack. I bought that soundtrack because they got two artists for every song to create a new song using their skills together. So they got the Crystal Method and Filter to make a song called Can You Trip Like I Do based on the Crystal Method song called Trip Like I Do. And it's incredible. It's, it's really fucking incredible. good. It's yeah. one of the best songs I've ever heard. And it's because it was contracted for a soundtrack for... A really great movie when I was an early teenager, but not a really great movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, but they yeah. got, they, I mean, there were there were bands like Korn and all sorts of stuff on that mm-hmm. soundtrack. And they got them working with other bands that they might nece- necessarily have worked with to create brand new songs. It's a really good soundtrack. Um, so we are on to a really cool question that I thought of when we were talking about the topic. It doesn't really have to do with soundtracks. Um but we're going to talk does. about who is the best musician who turned into an actor. And it can be a musician who acted once or twice, too. It doesn't have to be one who became a full-time actor. So, Holly. Uh, really good answer oh, for this. dear boy. Uh, well, I'm going to have to say Roger Daltrey from The Who. He did a mm-hmm. guest on Highlander as the lovable rogue Hugh Fitzcarran. He's also done some other movies. Um 
McVicker. He's done op- opera, Beggar's Opera, um, which is <laughs> DVD copy is no longer in print. I still have mine. And uh, he was in a movie called Chasing Destiny. I don't know if you remember um, Doc Hollywood, the opening song for I Am the One and Only with Chesney Hawks. He did a movie with him. The guy's a threat. <laughs> he can sing and he can act. So I, that's my pick. <laughs> he was so wonderful on Highlander. He was yes. my favorite character on Highlander. And Mine I, too. I knew about the Who. I, I mean, I knew the band when I was a kid watching Highlander, but I didn't know like who they were. And then I found out who he was based on him being on there. Yeah. So then he did the deep dive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, and, and that was back when I was part of the Peace Club with the Adrian Paul fan club mm-hmm. back in the day when it was all mailing lists and stuff. Yep. Wow. 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 Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's. I have two. Uh, I'm going to go with the first one, though. I can do the second one later or I'll talk about it on the bonus episode or whatever. But uh, my my first one is uh, Sir Christopher Lee. Who has been in three rock bands? Therefore, he is a musician. <laughs> yes, uh, he was oh, in Man of War. He, he was did. in Rhapsody of Fire, and he was in Charlemagne by the Sword of the Cross. He's been in three rock bands. He is a musician who is also a godly actor. Sir Christopher. That Lee. is a great answer. That cool. is, I think you nice. win best answer of the podcast, even without yes. knowing what Eric and I are going to say. What? And then I said I have a runner-up for later. So, Erica, you're up. Um, so this way was pretty difficult. Um, again, David Bowie, godlike alien person, um, is amazing and I love him and he's been in a lot. Um, but if I was, it's really fucking hard because like Madonna pops to my head. Like mm-hmm. she, I loved her in Dick Tracy. I thought that was a great movie. Um, yep. And I know she did other things, like, you know, Evita and stuff like that. And she, she's just really good. Um, but if I'm really thinking about, like, actors that made a huge impact, Jared Leto is a very passionate actor. Mm-hmm. He's really amazing. Uh, Joker aside, I don't feel like that was his fault. Um, but you know, just watching the Dallas Buyers Club will just like tear your mm-hmm. heart out. He's just so good. Um, but Mark Wahlberg is genuinely like oh, pretty yes. much yes. everything fucking Mark Wahlberg does. That's a mm-hmm. Real good answer. Yeah. So yeah, I, f- I feel I, I really feel like you know if we're if we're going for like all all across situation, I'm gonna say it's Mark Wahlberg. So. All right, that's a good answer. Thank you. Thank you, Bri. This is a really hard question for me to answer and, like, give a serious answer where I pick someone that everyone is going to be happy about because I have a specific favorite musician who's an actor um, because he surprised me with how funny he is. Um, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> okay. Oh, he, mm-hmm. no, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Justin yeah, cool. Timberlake has uncanny comedic timing uh-huh. and I can't believe he didn't start in acting because he's <laughs> just so funny and so great yeah. and does so many wonderful things. Um, if I'm going to give a serious answer, I'll give Will Smith because yeah. um, when I saw six degrees of separation, I was like, this guy's amazing and he's going to be amazing. Um, oh man. So seven, him yeah. and seven pounds. Mm-hmm. Movie. Yeah. He's, he plays such good serious roles. Um, 
Really? Because my favorite is Independence Day. Yeah, yeah too. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Earth. Yep. Drag your slimy ass across the desert. I have a lot of trouble not mentioning Elvis. Yeah. Well. Or or Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Okay. See, no one's mentioned my runner-up yet. Who's your runner-up? Ludacris. Hasselhoff. My runner-up was Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi's a good one, but you you can't hassle the Hoff. Um, no, I actually do have a better answer than Justin Timberlake because I and I, I feel ashamed that I didn't think of it. Hmm. Jack Black. Oh yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. School yeah. of Rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say no more. <laughs> Jack Black can actually is when allowed to be, he's actually a very good actor. The problem mm-hmm. is he's been typecast as the as his character that he's been typecast as. Yeah, you want to yeah. see him play a little bit more of a truer role, see, like, The Holiday. Yes, yeah. exactly, yes. Um, but, I mean, like, I like it when he's in the kid movies now. I mean, he's good in those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the house with the clock in its walls was hot garbage, though. Okay. Just want to say that. To be I was there, like uh, to see Goosebumps. Yeah, Goosebumps was kind of hot garbage, though. I liked Goosebumps. What? Yeah, the, the, I was no. not a fan of that movie. No, it was cute. It was okay. a really cute movie. You're entitled to your opinion. I think it was hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that opinion. I can see where it comes from. I, I you know, Erica seeing the world through I, mommy eyes. I was a big fan of the books, and that movie was just... Uh. Yeah, so was I, and I can't say I, I agree with the way they did the movie. I thought it was really weird, but as as a mom introducing your kid to the series and everything and watching her eyes light up when she's seeing these characters she just read about on screen was just amazing. Plus, Jack Black was really funny. Yeah, no, he was. That, so, and that's really cool. I forgot about another big one, too, and I want to shout it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a couple of movies that he was in and see if anybody can guess. He's a musician that was in these movies and see if you can guess who he was. Hmm. He was in Fight Club. And he was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Meatloaf? Meatloaf. Yep. 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 Yeah. Did you know that he had lost all his weight and he had to wear a fat suit in Fight Club? Huh. No, <laughs> I didn't know that. Me. Yeah. That's funny. So let's yeah. look at the outline. I think we are done with our topic. So, oh, yeah. oh, my God. We made it. Yeah. So, Holly, you're an experienced podcaster. I yeah. feel like we ran out of steam with our game, with our movie game. Can you think I of I just a... gave you a better one last time we were on. What was it? I don't remember. You didn't write it down? I'm supposed to remember what I said before? Oh, the last outline. Jesus. <laughs> Do you remember, David? Nope. We're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, Holly? Did we bring it up? <sighs> uh, I, I don't remember. I brought it in I can't at remember. the very I haven't listened to it since Wednesday. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. If we're going with old fallback, I can describe a movie badly. <laughs> we we are okay with that. Go ahead. Sure, go for it. Um, Kid finds musical glove. Chaos ensues. Anybody want chicken? Well, not glove. Musical apparatus. Oh, I have no idea. Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. God. I don't remember oh, that. Wildor, when they yeah. land, KFC, chicken. <laughs> That's good. Oh, oh I remember God. what my game was now. Oh, what was it? 
I remember it was still movies, but you had to say uh, a person, place, and thing in the movie, and then people had to guess off person, place, and thing. That sounds right. That was what I came up with. Person, place, or thing, huh? No, all three. You have to have a person, place, place, and thing. Okay, Oregon, um, Fat Kid, um, Pirate Ship. Goonies. Goonies. (laughs) <laughs> that was good. I like that. Um. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Everybody's googling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not googling. I'm just trying to think. Um, I've got some good ideas. I just don't want to give them away too easily. Uh. Okay. I wrote it down this time, so we can look at the outline next time. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come up with something for that. That's a good one. But I don't have anything off the top of my head. I got one. All right. Go for it. Um. And it's so easy, is it? No, it is. Hold on. Mouse, circus, and feather. Uh, Dumbo. 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 Yeah. See? This will okay. be fun. I've got one. Okay, go for it. Earth, kitten. What'd you say? What? Earth. Earth. Kitten. Radio Shack. Oh, um, Captain Marvel. You got it. Nice. Um, <laughs> this is great. I love this. New York... Um, Jessica, Jessica, uh, Tandy, robots. Oh, battery's not included. Yep. I, I, I wanted to say the actor's name just to make it a little easier, because that's not a very well-known movie anymore. No, uh, it's not. I've got another one, if it's okay. It's absolutely. Yeah. Sure, go ahead. All right. Shakespeare, Danny DeVito, military camp. Oh, Jesus. Um, um, oh. Uh. I don't think I watch enough Danny DeVito movies. Damn it, my brain work. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. I know, I can't think of a goddamn name. Begins oh. with an R. Say it again, say the three things again. Shakespeare. Oh, Renaissance Man. Yes. I have That's never seen that. Movies. It's one of my favorite oh, movies. It's so good. Okay, so we are on to the part of promotions. Holly, do you have anything you want to promote for yourself or for other people? Um... The Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, any of the podcasts. If apps. people want to find you to reach out to you, how could they do that? Um, you can reach us through Facebook, uh, the Five-ish Fangirls at gmail.com, the Five-ish Fangirls.net. And that's spelled out F-I-V-E-S-I-S-H? F-I-V-E-I-S-H. Okay. Five-ish Fangirls. Fangirls. Yep. Cool. Um, so anybody want to share anything they're doing this coming week or anything nerdy that's coming up in their lives? Um, uh, Holly, we'll, we're um, going to make this quick cause we're going to end this and then we're going to yep. jump to the bonus episode. Something nerdy. I'm going to go back and try to see Avengers end game and hopefully hit one with the additional. Oh, nice. Awesome. Extras. David. Um, not really, I got more D and D coming, but that's a weekly thing. So cool. I, mean, not, I don't have anything too nerdy. Planned. Yeah, we got to keep the nerdy flowing. Erica. Yeah. Um, I am going to interview the founder of Dark Horse Comics. Oh, right. Awesome. That's awesome. Sweet. So, I don't yay. have anything especially nerdy, except that there's two nerds that I, that includes one of me that are having a wedding next weekend. Cool. So that's, well, that's my big thing that's coming up. Oh, right. I forgot. That's coming up. You ah. forgot? Aren't you coming? Oh, I can't. I can't up there. I wish I could. It's not going to. It doesn't. It, yeah, it hasn't worked out. I'm sorry. It's okay. Everybody feels bad that they that everybody who can come feels bad, and I don't feel bad. I, I it's perfectly okay. I'm so right. happy that you're with me in spirit. Absolutely. Um, 
I know. It especially broke Mikey's heart that he couldn't make it up. I yeah. Yeah. And, uh, sadly, we're do- we're actually doing uh, involuntary inventory at work, so we're all on mandatory overtime for the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. But I do I do get to see Erica. That's gonna be awesome. And we're that's I'm, right. We had a little bit of a surprise notification from Odin saying he's coming up. Sweet. Awesome. So yeah, we that have, was, we, we need of, to have him on again. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have to make sure he's okay. <laughs> I mean, we did send him a lot of widgets. Just check it in. <laughs> so um, we had a fantastic episode today. We talked about music and its effect on media and media's effect on music and all of its effect on us. And I think we accomplished a fantastic episode. A big round of silent applause, no clapping for everyone. Yay! Yay. So I... <laughs> <laughs> So, I am Super Vegan Brian, and I was joined by uh, David Theobald III. Bye, everybody. Kirstie Smurfarka. Bye. And our very special guest, Holly Mack from the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Holly. You're very welcome. Anytime, guys. My pleasure. And as usual, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Awesome! Say goodbye, David, and I'll cut you off. Bye.